Irregardless is one of those words that makes me cringe when I hear it. to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless. That is right. My name is Mark Scalia, and I am the host of the broadcast. Uh, it's uh, We're having some technical issues today. I don't know what's going on today. It's just having some technical glitches. Maybe it's just uh, something in the air. Maybe that's it. There we go. You're going to have some blips and stuff like that. But welcome, and welcome for tuning in to Radio Irregardless. And once again, I am Mark Scalia. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless, and uh, I welcome you to the program. Uh, this is the part of the program where I like to call the Happening Now segment, because everything happening now is happening now. When? Now. That's right. Um, I've actually tried to work on this monologue today. I had a lot of time today, and I was going over some things in pre-production, and it's it's been really taxing, but I've really enjoyed the program, and this being my third real program, my sixth uh, broadcast in general, um, it's it's just been phenomenal. I've learned so much about uh, programming and sound engineering and all that, and one of the things that I actually uh, wanted to bring up to the table is... I've actually had a few conversations with uh, a few people over the courses of uh, of the course of a few months since the uh, inception of this program, and I really started the program because I wanted to do something. I was I wasn't working. I had some downtime. The summer was slow, and I was like, oh, I want to do something. I want to do some more writing, or I want to do something that's going to force me to write, or to keep me um, creative. And it's been great. It's been wonderful. But there's been this amazing byproduct, um, and the byproduct has been people listen to the program, and they're, they become inspired because of me. Um, and it's, and, and I, I actually had the same similar type of thing when my wife started her business. I borrowed some of her uh, inspiration, some of her creativity. Whereas when I started this program, I was already moving. I already had a little bit of momentum built up. So it, it helped me. And now that I talk to a few other people, um, their uh, similar things are happening as well. So I just wanted to kind of use the word inspiration. And it's from the Latin, uh, from the Latin. Actually, it's, uh, I looked at it before and it was, it was originally, it was, it was new French or old, or old Latin, or new Latin or old French was one of the two, but it's, uh, inspirate, or inspiriat, uh, which means to breathe into. It refers to an unconscious burst of creativity in a literary, musical, or other, uh, or other artistic endeavor. And, um, and I just want to say that uh, the, everybody, everybody listening, like right now on Mixler, we have we have a total of six people. And if you want to chat, sometimes I will tell you this: if you're if you're listening to the broadcast, sometimes you have to refresh your screen if you want to if you want to chat. But um, certainly, uh, uh, the 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 people online, the people listening through my website or through Mixler, um, uh, you inspire me as much as uh, I've been as as much as uh, I try to inspire back and. It's convoluted and blah blah blah, but that's all I really got. So I was working on that today, and it it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's uh, it's enough, I think. It, it's enough, and hopefully it'll be enough for you guys as well. But that being said, um, I want to th- wish you uh, wish you well. Thank you for joining the broadcast. I'm going to tease it out a little bit. 
Uh, last last show we had a couple musicians, which was a great show, which was fine. And um, now I'm going back to uh, my roots, as it were. Uh, I have uh, two of New England's funniest comics uh, on the line with me via Skype, and they are uh, just fantastic, uh, fantastic performers. And we're going to get to play some games with them. But before that happens, I'm going to take a little break. And then when I come back, you're going to get to meet uh, my two wonderful comedians. So then there will be two wonderful comedians in your life as well. You are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and we'll be right back. I mean, there I was, just trolling through the internet, and all of a sudden this leaf pops up. Turns out it's my cousin. Found out all the things she likes, you know, where she lives. It was actually really, really cool. And that's when I discovered Incestry.com. Visit Incestry.com and discover the world's largest online resource. You don't have to know what you're looking for. You just have to start looking. When you combine the IR and regardless then it becomes not, not with regards. It's a double negative. What you really mean is that you do care. Irregardless 2517, for the path of the radio listener is beset on all sides by the inequities of the pop stars and the ridiculousness of the talkies. Listen to Radio Irregardless with your host, Mark Scalia, or he will lay his vengeance upon thee. And you're back listening to Radio Regardless with me, Mark Scalia, your host. And with me via Skype are two of New England's funniest comics, uh, Jesse Bade and Chris Dimitrikopoulos. And I know I said that right. Did I? Yes, you did. I did. Uh, welcome to the program, guys. Uh, thank you so much for joining me on the program. And as I do... Every single time, uh, it's easier for me to start in alphabetical order. So um, I'm going to start with. Uh, would you prefer Ms. or Ms. Miss 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 Jesse Bade or Ms. I like Master. Master, <laughs> Master and Commander. <laughs> there you go. All right, Jesse, tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are, what you do, how long you've been doing it, that kind of thing. I'm old as the hills. <laughs> um, I. I am a stand-up, but I've been doing character comedy a lot more than I have stand-up lately. But I started stand-up in 1990. And uh, right now I've been working on a show called Gale Live, which we just did in Chicago and New York. Nice. And I am Mama Bang Bang with Rogue Burlesque. I'm their host. And right now we're writing um, with my friend Dan Pryor um, some shows for the Boston Circus Guild, too, via the Rogue Burlesque. So I'm doing a lot more as different people, all the people's <laughs> in my head. <laughs> and where are the, uh, where are the, the burlesque shows going to be? I'm always interested in burlesque shows. Well, Rogue is doing, in conjunction, I think, with Boston Circus Guild, they're doing Cirque of the Dead and Halloween at um, Oberon, and I think I'm in that one. And then the Rogue Ladies Without Me are doing the Fluff Festival for, you know, Fluff, the food product. They're having a festival really? <laughs> on Saturday in Union Square, and they're the Fluffettes. So, so hold on a second. So, wow. this is let me let me get this straight. Burlesque it has Fluff as one of the sponsors. No, they just you're using the Rogue Burlesque ladies who are really funny. They're kind of the clowns of the Boston Circus Guild. They're funny ladies. Are they wearing fluff? I don't know. Because that would be awesome. Oh, my God. Two great tastes that taste great together. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it's I, in broad daylight, so I do think that it's, it's kind of a G-rated burlesque. Oh, well. It's, but they're funny ladies. They're really funny. So I, I imagine it'll be imaginative. Very cool. I, I've seen them dressed as bananas. <laughs> All I can think is peanut butter and jelly time. That's all I can think of. <laughs> Get your head out of the jar. I'm telling you, now it's peanut butter and fluff. I'm getting so hungry. I'm getting so, I just, it, oh my God, it would be dry though. I would need a big glass of milk. <laughs> 
And let's not go there. Um, <laughs> they are prone, prone to cupcakes, I must say. Oh, and it's cooler now, so they won't melt, which is awesome. <laughs> but that's Saturday in Union Square in Somerville, and I'm going to go visit them. I'm not in that, but that's the next rogue thing. All right, and, uh, and tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about Gale Live as well for for oh, the people who don't know it about it. I'm so you know I'm almost fifty. I'm so tired right so, now. So am I. So am I. I know. I would, I would have it earlier, but but Chris is very young, and he's got to be in bed by ten. So. Yeah. <laughs> We're splitting the difference. That's the best we can do. <laughs> uh, no, the, Chris Fleming is Gail from a web series, Gail, and I play a character named Linda and mm-hmm. Gail Live, and he lets me do stupid things like stage dives. And it's a it's actually a play, and it involves all these characters in this web series, and we have a huge cult following of like college age and high school drama geeks and just really cool kids actually. But you, we get swarmed like for autographs and pictures and stuff. It's really cool. And you've done uh, you've done the show in Chicago and New York, you said? And also, we just started in Boston, and then we did it in New York two weeks ago, and Boston on Saturday, or Chicago on Saturday. And I'm very tired. <laughs> because keeping up with Chris Fleming is something, something else, man. He's a genius. And Gail is hilarious. It's like, there's not a second in that show that he's not going and laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. They are. It's really high energy. And we have a band um, that also play characters in it. It's almost like a Foley. And um, Oh, so, oh really, so they play your music, they play your Foley, they do all kinds of... They do everything. They're brilliant. They're really... In fact, Brian Hevernon Smith, who um, wrote a lot of the music on it, just got a job as the Second City... Um, in Hollywood, L.A., they're a musical director. He's really good. And there's and um, with uh, Chris Hartford, who's a longtime friend of Fleming, and um, Tom, who's in and out. You know, he didn't do Chicago with us, and they just run the whole music end of it. But there's just there's not a second in that show where there's peace. <laughs> Now you had you and I were talking off air uh, a little while ago, and you made you made a really good comparison, and which which I I totally enjoyed. You actually said it was like um, the Pee Wee's Playhouse before the t- most people may know uh, you know Paul Rubens as Pee Wee from the Pee Wee's Playhouse TV show, but that was in fact based on a stage production. And you're saying that this is and if you know if the listeners get a chance at some point to YouTube it or to Netflix it. It is phenomenal, and you're saying that that the uh, the Gale Live is is uh, that type of. Um, well, it's uh, an ensemble cast driven by one brilliant comic who um, has this absurd things going through, and there's a storyline going through <laughs> top to bottom, and it's in it's this really really powerful caric- caricature comic. Except Gale is a insane, angry suburban housewife. <laughs> Played by a played by a man. By a dude, and the funny thing is, people, they, Chris, there was a plug in the New Yorker online for the Gale Live show. They did a thing on um, web series, and they said it was on September fourteenth, which is really cool because that's my favorite magazine in the world. And um, they said they mentioned it was like drag comedy, and Chris was like, "What do you mean drag comedy? I'm just wearing my mother's clothes." <laughs> <laughs> That's not weird. It never occurred. It never occurred. He was just doing her. That's yeah. <laughs> it was like, and it's not. It's not drag. Oh, how Oedipus? So so. Well, it, <laughs> well, his mother plays his nemesis in it. Yeah. Oh We're wow. In a group called Mothers Against Roadhead. <laughs> that's the three of us, and I'm just like, I was, you know. Which kind of I I am completely for Roadhead. I'm completely <laughs> for it. I mean, it's been a dog's age. Um, and there's that tells you how long I how old I am because I use the phrase it's been a dog's age anyway. But yeah, Jesse, uh, that all sounds fantastic. And I don't want to leave Chris out too long. Chris, tell the uh, listening audience about you and the pronunciation and the evolution of your name. <laughs> Hello, I'm Chris Dimitrakopoulos. You said it perfectly, which is great. 
because people can't get that for some reason. And and you have a you're a little down in the weather. You're a little. Uh, I'm pretty down in the weather right now. Yeah, you can because uh, uh, Chris Chris is actually just back from uh, Vegas, and um, yeah. it and uh, you had a wonderful time there. And this has all occurred on the flight back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, flight back was insane. So when I was I was actually talking to you off here, and, and I said I've flown to Vegas like four or five times. I think almost everybody, hopefully, um, you, at some point you got to shoot to Vegas. But going to Vegas is like I don't care if you go the red eye, if you go at the middle of the day, you go to Vegas, and everybody's like, "My God, this is going to be awesome! This is the best trip ever." Coming back, it is dawn of the dead, and every fucked up thing that could possibly happen. Half people are asleep, oh, yeah. they're complaining. And why don't you tell the listeners your particular story? <laughs> My ridiculous story? So, I had an epic hangover just all Sunday, like, throwing up multiple times. My voice was totally gone, too. Like, I, now it's sort of back. <laughs> but I had an American Airlines flight that was postponed, uh, delayed. Is <laughs> the postponed. They use delayed in flight terms. <laughs> delayed an hour which made me miss would make me miss my connecting flight in LA to come back to Boston so they put me on a JetBlue flight instead direct and I was like oh fantastic JetBlue's better direct to Boston this is gonna be great yeah but we had to make a medical emergency landing uh-huh. in Den- Denver Colorado because some lady on the plane was having seizures <laughs> and so they had they, like while we were on the plane they had like an IV on this lady like it was pretty scary it was weird and at the same time in Denver was a lightning storm so we uh, we hit <laughs> a lot of turbulence like the plane was dropping out of the sky uh, and then we had to turn around to go back through the turbulence to land in Denver because it happened right after the turbulence. This, this, you've had everything in this flight except uh, for John Lithgow and a, yeah. and a and a fucking gremlin on the wing. Oh, it, it was madness. <laughs> I, I would have went with William Shatner, but I don't know if everybody would have got the William Shatner reference as opposed to the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I didn't get either. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you're how old? You're like 20, right? 22? 26. Oh, God, you're so young. You do have to be in bed soon. Yeah. Well, yes. I do because I'm crazy sick. <laughs> Uh, so, I, so what happened was we we had to make the emergency landing through the turbulence, and the plane was too heavy, like because you're supposed to land at a certain weight, right? But it was too heavy, and we couldn't dump fuel because I guess Airbuses can't dump fuel. So since it was a medical emergency, something fucked up with the plane, <sighs> and even so, it, it was like the pilot got on. He's like, "We're going to be leaving in 15 to 20 minutes," and everybody in the plane was like, "Shit!" Because the <laughs> AC didn't work on the plane. <laughs> So <laughs> the AC didn't work unless the plane was in the air. So when we were on the ground, I'm, it, it's got to be at least like 100 degrees on this plane. I, I'm delusional at this point. <laughs> I, I hadn't eaten anything all day, and all I was doing was puking. Let, let, me, let me just start for a second. This is, this is the funniest thing, and like we're all comics. So this is this is not an unusual story to hear. No, it's not. This is like normal business. For yeah, me. this like, is like every day for comics, and most people are going, "What happened?" <laughs> <laughs> so, and but you got back. You got back fine. You're all and now just a little sick, and you can oh, yeah. take a little Nyquil or Dayquil or. Yeah, we ended up having to spend like three and a half hours in Denver, and after about two hours on the plane, people complaining so much, they let us into like the tunnel just to stand there. <laughs> stand in the tarmac. Yeah, the, so um, I was like the jetway. The yeah, and then jetway. I was like, shit, I got to puke again, so I had to go back into the plane. Oh, God. And I was oh, like, God. I was playing, like, everybody can just hear me. Like, I'm a loud, comical puker, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like everybody in the plane just heard it. Like, oh, God. <laughs> Some of the listeners, some of the listeners may not need that uh, that graphic, but that's fine. <laughs> I thought it's funny to me. It's- it, is, it is funny. So, so tell us about you as a comic. I mean, uh, you and I mean, I met you what like the fourth time you were doing stand up or something like that, or yeah, you met me really early, Dave Radigan. I took a class at. Well, all right, let me. I'll go way back. I've always wanted to do, be a stand-up comedian. Like I've used to tell people since elementary school. Like ever since I found out what it was. I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. But nobody would ever believe me because I was always that wicked shy kid in the back. Never said anything, but like I'd make a wicked sarcastic remark like once every class and everybody would laugh. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. So I, I didn't have the balls to do it until a friend of mine was like, oh, I'm taking this class on stand-up comedy. You want to take it with me? And I was like, yeah, sure. 
so I took the class with Dave Radigan, and ever since then, like the first class where we got on stage, I was like, oh, yeah, I love this. I'm going to do it the rest of my life, like for sure. Good for you. That's that's yeah. kind of that's a great story. I mean, that's it's uh, it's usually I mean that's similar to my story, but uh, people have heard about me before, so that's that's great. So um, let me do this. So um, your experiences now we have two different. I mean, you know, Jesse, you started in '90, like myself, and Chris, you started fucking yesterday. Two thousand. Um, <laughs> December 2009. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh goodness gracious. So, um, who are you, uh, this is be, this should be a quick, really funny topic. Experiences. Um, who uh, who is your uh, who is your influences and uh, experiences? Uh, we'll start with uh, Chris on this one. Chris, who influenced you the most, to, or your biggest influence as a comic? Um. Well, my dad. <laughs> just because, like, just growing up with my dad, my dad is, like, the funniest man of all time. <laughs> but when he's not trying to be funny, when he's trying to be funny, it's so bad that it's funny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but when he's not trying to be funny, he's the funniest man ever. So I was always just like, yeah, I could use my dad as a character, which I do a lot on stage. So he's a big influence. But com uh, comedian-wise, big, huge influence was Dave Chappelle. Like, always, I yep. saw, like, one of his first specials, like, when I was in elementary uh, no I mean middle school and I was like yeah don't oh, make yourself sound uh, younger Chris yeah, sorry, it, wasn't, it was middle school <laughs> I was like I was, in a, I was rocking in a chair I remember I had a I had a doll or something and the bottle fell out and I looked down and on the VHS or the DVD player yeah. <laughs> the Blu-ray was Dave Chappelle <laughs> <laughs> that was on Comedy Central, like a half hour special. I think it was like his San, San Francisco first special or something. And yeah. Jesse? Yeah, influences and experiences? I, I just realized that I have a bra older than Chris's career. <laughs> That's weird. I, I, I do too. Just, <laughs> I, <laughs> he is funny. I mean, I, I don't know if it's yours. It could be. No. I don't know. I'm not going to judge. He's funnier than me, and my underwear is older no. in his career. Um, and also, yeah, I don't know. I'm stunned by my age. Um, my career, I, well, I grew up in the Catskills and the Borscht Belt, so I always had, like... Is that a real place? Head, is it a real place? Is it Borscht Belt? The Borscht Belt. You've never heard of the Borscht Belt? No. The Catskills, darling. Oh, um, the Concord Hotel, Grossinger's, Cutchers, uh, Browns, all those things—they're big. Where, where? Um, oh, I get you. Jerry Lewis and and um, you know George Burns. Is it George Burns a Catskill comic? He might not be. Uh, but a vaudeville. Of vaudeville. Comic came from, and I grew up around billboards with big heads of comics on them, and I always wanted—I thought they were cool, but I think that. Um, Bob Newhart, button down Bob Newhart. Oh yeah, and and that's good. I, I'm a character comic. That's my strength now in my old age. Even though I've done regular me stuff, and um, Steve Martin. Yep. And uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I started no. When I start, I started in '90 in New York, and I actually would see Dave Chappelle when he was 19. And those guys were so incredible. It was like this golden age of comedy where John Stewart and Louis C.K. and all those guys had moved into Boston or start or to New York and started yeah. doing their thing. And it was just like you're sitting there watching the. It's a little crippling because you're watching the the person I started out with. The female I started out with was Sarah Silverman, the most famous comic in the world now, as far as females go. So it's like I, it's all downhill from here, basically. Well, it's funny that you mentioned you know that when you started in '90, you had all those uh, all those big guns in the New York area. Uh, when I started in '90 in Boston, it was the same thing. Like you know, Stephen Wright would be walking around all the time, and Sweeney was super huge, and Lenny was you know ginormous, yeah. and Dick Doherty, and all that. Or the ding, you know, the ding ho, um, which yeah, was a yeah, huge yeah. club. So yeah, I can completely relate to that. And they, and you're watching them develop. Really, I mean, they were fast because there's so much stage time, so many opportunities for new comics. There's a billion television shows, and and you're watching these people who are just so good so early. And I think that that's there's a reality change when you're watching that kind of comedy. 
Yeah. You know, like it's not the old Borschfeld stuff. It's a different, it was a different animal, but yeah. it was spectacular. You know, I, I was like, if I never get good stage time again, I'll be happy that I at least witnessed that. <laughs> Because it was just the best show on earth. Well, speaking of witnessing great com- comedy, um, I actually have a couple clips for you guys, um, and I'm going to set you guys up a little bit. Um, this is for our listening audience. We're just going to give you a quick little sample because, you know, it's you're, li- you're listening. You might as well hear <laughs> um, But this is only a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta, yourself, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna prove that my uh, that my guests are very funny. Uh, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play a couple clips. Uh, both of them, uh, both of these comics, both of uh, Jesse and Chris, perform at the comedy studio um, quite a bit. And this is um, they weren't on the same show that night. But uh, here's a little sampling of uh, Chris Dimitrikopoulos and Jesse Bade at the comedy studio in Cambridge. Enjoy, everyone. Actually, I recently found out when my mom was six months pregnant with me, she fell off a deck. That just fell off a deck. It wasn't her fault, she was hammered. (laughs) (laughs) My parents are pretty crazy, actually, yeah. They're Greek immigrants, and uh, I don't know if you guys know this about Greek immigrants in this country, but you're only allowed to have one of two jobs. Uh, You can either own a pizza restaurant (laughs) or you're an asshole. (laughs) My dad is both. (laughs) My dad, man, he loves to give me a hard time. He gives me a hard time about pretty much everything, but especially the fact that I can't grow a beard. You know how embarrassing it is for a Greek Man, to be unable to grow a beard, it's terrible. My dad shaves every morning when he wakes up, and he's got a beard by breakfast. <laughs> and like every morning since I had puberty, my dad just like to study me. Christopher, come here, come here. Let me get a good look. Let me get a good look at your face. There's nothing. There's not even one whisker. Are you my son or are you my daughter? <laughs> Obviously not. My sister has an incredible mustache. Like I was saying, my husband goes to college now. And he's, when I married him, he was an actor. Right? Now he's getting his PhD in molecular biology. And when I find the person who taught my arm candy how to read, he keeps coming home with these things going, you know what's really interesting about physics? I'm like, nothing! Nothing! Shh, be pretty! That's what I brought you home! This talk is ruining these things! He's like, always correcting me! It's very hard! It, like, we, my daughter was one and a half, right? We're sitting in this study. We've got this bottle sitting on the edge of our table, and she drops it off the side of the table. She's one and a half, right? She looks at these ladies sitting in the booth next to us, and she looks over and she goes, oh shit, and that's adorable when you're one and a half. That's a genius when you're one and a half. And my husband looks at me and he goes, that is not acceptable. And I said, well, cocksucker's too big a word. Mr. Genius, don't get your best deference in a knockster. And then, you know, because there's worse words than cocksucker in the world. Loser means you're worthless. Cocksucker just means you're friendly. And that's my time. My name is Jesse Body. Thank you so much. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Dimitrikopoulos and Jesse Body at the Comedy Studio, uh, and that's uh, an excerpt from uh, their their longer sets. They, of course, have done. Yeah, that's like you know two two and a half minutes each on both of them. But that's just a, a sampling of the kind of entertainment that you will get if you go see them live. Uh, so that is uh, that is that. I'll tell you what, we're just about against the wall on this one. So I'm gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna actually go to break, and when we come back. Uh, it's of course, you guys know what it is. It's time to play some games with the comics. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and we'll be right back.
love food and wine? Take a Salem Food Tour and discover a delicious way to walk through history. Salem Food Tours are guided walking tours of historic Salem, Massachusetts. They are the perfect way to explore the downtown and waterfront areas while enjoying tastings at some of Salem's best food shops and restaurants. Enjoy talks with chefs and fellow food lovers while learning all about our illustrious maritime spice trades and more. With today's culinary renaissance, locals and visitors agree, Salem is truly a delicious place to explore. To get information on our year-round tours or to buy tickets or gift certificates, visit SalemFoodTours.com. Hi, this is John M. Keating, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. So now you know, and knowing is half the battle. G.I. And you're listening to Radio Regardless with me, Mark Scalia, your host. Um, that was uh, my good friend John Keating, and we had done that promo. And I had always told him, I said, I'm going to insert that G.I. Joe thing at the end. And he goes, what? <laughs> he was like, I said, every time we were, we were producing it, I was like, G.I. Joe. <laughs> he goes, I'm going to do it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, there's a bunch of games I've been working on because I knew I was going to have some uh, some fantastic comics with me. And there's a couple games, so here's what I'm going to do. Um, I am actually going to put this to my uh, my my uh, wonderful comics. And there's a couple games, a few games, because I, I like to have uh, comics on that are sharp and funny and witty and mostly um, uh, not nice to... Uh, to uh, comics have that ability to kind of be a little more biting, a little more edgy, uh, a little more insulting than normal people can. And but we do it because we love. <laughs> no, yeah, because we love to make fun of other people. That's what we like to do. So um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to put a couple things to you guys. And since we started with, um, uh, I think we started with Chris before. No, we started with. Uh, Jesse before, and then went to Chris, and Chris had his uh, his uh, outro, and blah blah blah. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start fresh, just to make it easy. I am gonna start with um, Chris. Here we go. Chris, your choice. Uh, these are a couple games I I kind of I wrote a little bit. There's a game I like to call compliment or argument, and there's another game called adding insult to injury. Well, compliment or argument is basically I give you a phrase. And you tell me if it's a compliment or an argument, and please explain to me why. Um, like, I would give you something like, just out of curiosity, are your parents siblings? Now, you can then tell me if you feel that is a compliment or an argument. Um, and if it's compliment, you have to tell me well, how could it be a compliment and who would, who would actually give that. Or you, could, you have to justify the compliment or justify the argument. That's choice one. Okay. Choice two would be adding insult to injury, where I give you an injury, a life-threatening, very serious injury, and you have to give me an insult on top of it. The example would be, uh, I fell down a flight of stairs and I broke my ankle and then you lean over and then I'm at the bottom of stairs and I'm crying for a hospital oh. and you look at me and you say something like, nice job, schmuck, or, uh, you know, uh, try to put on two roller skates in at the top of the stairs or something like that. Or <laughs> So we could play insult to injury or complimentary argument, um, or we could have a audio game, which is called... <laughs> <laughs> and I actually just I just worked on this today. <laughs> it's called oh I quote it's called if you're gonna insult me, where I play a clip and you have to guess who's saying the insult and what movie it is from. Ooh. So both the, like that one. So, so the first two games involve a little bit of um, uh, sharpness on your behalf. The other game is just more about. Uh, being at home and watching fucking television. So, <laughs> so we can. What do you say we go with that? I, I, I like the insult to injury one, but I also like trivia. Okay. Jesse, what would you prefer? Trivia. The trivia. All right. So here we go. Since you both agreed, we're going to start it off like this, and hopefully the sounds will all work. How did these open? Uh, okay, I got it. All right. So, Chris, we're going to play. Uh, usually it's best of five because I've been told my games to go too long, but this is a pretty funny game. So, Chris, you're going to have the first one, and I will play it once for you and the audience. Now, here's the bonus. Here's the thing. Um, the audience is actually playing it, playing online as well. Uh, our, let's say we have, 
We have eight people on uh, Mixler right now, and the first person uh, will have our comics guests, and of course, uh, I'll play the I'll play the clip twice. So Mixler has about an eight to twelve, eight to ten second delay. So you have a little bit of a head start in front of our listening audience. So. But, uh, so you can guess a couple times, but if the audience on Mixler guesses first, there is no point scored. So you must guess quickly. So I will play it once. You can guess if you know. I will play it again. And then after that, you have but one guess. Does everyone understand the rules? A good question. Chris and, does it just Chris? It will be Chris on one. And if Chris has... Chris guesses once and doesn't get it. You have a chance to steal before I turn to my right and look at the Mixler screen and see if anyone has guessed. And I, of course, know the answers already, so it's not really challenging for me. Okay, no. All right. So uh, is everybody is everybody ready? ready. <laughs> All right. I am ready. Let's play. If you're going to insult me, Chris, the first round goes to you. Uh, here goes. Uh, start with... Uh... Obvious. Excuse me, is that your nose or did a bus park on your face? All right. I can play it again. Uh, Steve Martin. Yes. The jerk. Oh, you got Steve Martin. One more guess. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, no. Jesse? Steve Martin. Uh, Roxanne. Oh, three people got it already. But yes, Jesse, you get the points. Points oh, for man. Jesse. Never saw that. Never saw <laughs> What? Classic. Bonus points. What is Roxanne based on? Uh, the movie, Cyrano, or the play Cyrano de Bergerac. That's correct. And if you pronounced it right, it would give me an, an extra half a bonus point. I did pronounce it right. Cyrano de Bergerac. With the Cyrano de Bergerac. Cyrano de Bergerac. <laughs> I have a feeling I want to get destroyed in this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse, here we go. This mm-hmm. one's, and they're gonna get they're going to get slightly tougher. Okay, here we go. If I had a dog with a face like yours, I'd shave his ass and teach him to walk back. Oh, I cut it off. Blackward. Backwards is the clip. I'll play it again. All right. If I had a dog with a face like yours, I'd shave his ass and teach him to walk back. Mm. It's a tough one. If I had a dog like yours, I'd shave his ass and teach him to walk backwards. If I had a dog like yours? <laughs> <laughs> with a face like yours. With a face like yours. <laughs> oh, um, I was doing research. Uh, uh, the mask. Our mask. Danny mask. Nope. Oh, Eric Stoltz mask. Sorry. No. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? Like Rocky Dennis mask? That's the one. No. <laughs> Chris? Uh, I guess that's Buzz from Home Alone. <laughs> worst no, game ever. No idea. <laughs> you would think people who would sell people for a living would know famous insults. That's actually from a really obscure movie called Gleaming the Cube. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> Did anybody online get it? No. Uh, no, and Kim Santo's been really good. She's been on all over it. She got the Steve Martin, Roxanne. Jason got the Roxanne. Uh, that one's tough. This listening to me. That, next that was going to be my third guess after Home Alone too. Was it okay? I'm glad you. I'm glad you're working it. All right, now that is still Jesse has one point. Chris has none. And uh, let's. Oh, Jesse. Whose turn has, is it? It is Chris's turn. Okay. And let's see. This one's super easy. I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buff. Buffoon. Why does the cut cut off? I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buff. Chris? Ooh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take another stab at this one. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. I'm going to go with, uh, is that one of those rich dudes from Trading Places? No. I'm not even going to give it a second shot at that. <laughs> don't, don't, because I'll just embarrass myself further. <laughs> Jesse? You're going to ridicule me for really? not knowing it. Really? It is. It is truly the best the best one ever. And I actually had to refresh the screen because my screen's a little slow. Jesse, nothing? Well, not nothing. Well, what is it? Um, uh, Inconceivable. It is from the Princess oh, Bride. Princess Bride. It's right. Carrie L's Elwers. I can't pronounce the last name. Uh huh. Otherwise known as the Dead Pirate Rabbits, and his real name is Carrie Ewells. Yes, in the well known as in the character's name, his character's name. 
Prince Fran. No. <laughs> His name is Wesley. Oh, yeah. Wesley. My darling Wesley. No points scored that round. Oh, this one's okay. Jesse, you'll get this one. I know you will. You have to. Wallace Sean. Okay, go ahead. Here we go. You pompous, stuck up, snot nosed, English giant, twerp, scumbag, fuck face, dickhead. Ass- <laughs> How can you not get that one? Kevin Klein, Fish Called Wanda. Bing, bang, boom. That's how we play the game right there. Fish Called Wanda, Kevin Klein. Booyah. Not even breathing heavy on that one. (laughs) All right, Chris. Take that online, people. Give me, like, something from 2000 and later. (laughs) Uh, Well, here we go. And I'm I'm surprised they're cut off as quick. I I cut off the very last one, but you'll get this one. You stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerd. You stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerd. I'm not gonna be able to get this one either. Really? You stuck-up, half-wit, scruffy-looking nerf herder? Nerf herder? Nerf herder. Oh no. I'm I, I I'm gonna guess when when Harry met Sally. What? <laughs> oh no my clue. god! I have no clue. Really? No idea. Oh my god, Jesse. <sighs> Uh, Molly Ringwald and Black Breakfast Club. Oh, you! Oh my God! This is, <laughs> I'm in living hell. <laughs> that is Carrie Fisher from The Empire Strikes Back. Well, maybe if you pick something from this century. And they're all insults. That's the name of the game. <laughs> it's, it's insults from movies. Well, this, this game turned out to be real insulting to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, good God! Here we go. Jesse from Anchorman or something. Did d- Jesse the your Je- okay? Hold on a second. Uh, let's see. I haven't seen Empire Strikes Back since I was in college. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and that oh. thirty years happened. Are you sassing me, Chris? <laughs> Are you? S- I've seen it since college, and that was before you were born. All right, here we go. <laughs> Half-witted, scruffy-looking. Okay. Here we go. Clanking, clanking, clattering collection of collisionous junk. Okay. Oh, God, I do know this. Really? Can you play it one more time, please? Clattering collection of collisionous junk. You. You clinking, clattering collection of collisionous junk. My sister was on the sheet. Nail it. Really? Uh, well, obviously, he's yelling at a robot. Kind of. Yeah. Here we go. Clinking, clanking, clattering collection of collisionous junk. He's an angry robot maker. Oh, my God. Everybody online has it. Everybody online. No, they're all it's the wizard from the Wizard of Oz yelling at the Tin Man. All right. They're all 70. Really? <laughs> This was the easy game. 1939, Mark. <laughs> it's almost in two centuries ago. Oh, my God. But it's, these, are, these are insults. Okay. To All right. Honest, that one sounded the most familiar to me. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of it. All right. Hold on. Let's, like, I've heard that. Yeah, Definitely. <laughs> I just couldn't place it. All right. Yeah. That was Jesse's. This one, this one's Chris's. This one, this shouldn't be hard. You can nail the actor. You said that about everything. <laughs> everybody online is getting them. The hardest ever. Everyone, everyone. Okay, Jesse, here we go. Hold on. Here we go. You shit kicking, stinky horseman, horse smelling motherfucker, you. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not Chris. That's you. That's you. Here, I'll play it again. Hold on. You shit kicking stinky horseman horse smelling motherfucker you Chris it's Joe Pesci It is Joe Pesci and what movie would he have to say words like that No 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 it is not my cousin Vinny And no it's not good fellas Casino It's Casino my god I gave it to you <laughs> It's Joe Pesci from Casino yes Protest. <laughs> really? All right, Jesse. You mentioned this. Could be Feshy in anything. Really. <laughs> I know. I'm a fucking clown. I was gonna guess. What am I, a fucking too. clown? <laughs> All right, now, Jesse. You mentioned you mentioned this this man when you first started talking on this radio broadcast, and here's your clue. 
I mean, here we go. You dirty-eating piece of slime, you scum-sucking pig, you son of a motherless goat. There you what? go. No, again. Again, yeah. what? We did him already. No, we did. Who? Who is he? Rob. Uh, Rob. No, no, I didn't say it. Uh, Steve Martin. And what's the movie? The jerk. <laughs> what is? Do you know it, Chris? Steal it. Oh, Three Amigos. Three Amigos. It's all tied up. Yes. <laughs> For bonus points, who are the Three Amigos? Martin Short and Chevy Chase. Steve Martin. There you go. Yeah, I thought you meant their actual names, though. Oh. Uno, dos, and tres. <laughs> <laughs> he's infamous. What does that mean? Well, infamous is... He's, he's bigger than famous. That's what that means. All right. Uh, that was uh, Jesse's. This... Chris, you will never get this in 100 years, and I'm telling you right now. I'll be honest with you, because I can barely get this, and it's in my demographic. Here you go, Chris. And I want to see if the audience can get this. This it's is going to be tough. from a silent yeah. movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's from a Buster Keaton film. Here you I'm go. I'm Chaplin in... <laughs> Anything. No, no, I, that was it. <laughs> silent. <laughs> okay, Would you say I have a plethora of things? There he is, Kim Santo. Thank you for that, Kim. That made me laugh. All right, Chris, here you go. I want to see if the audience can get this as well. How are thou, thou globby bottle of cheap, stinking chip oil? <laughs> that one's really difficult. Did she say stinking chip oil? Yes. That was <laughs> Go. How are thou, thou globby bottle of cheap, stinking chip oil? There you go. I don't know. Bunch of people get it. Come on. It's a very disturbing movie. It's a movie called A Clockwork Orange. Oh. And the person never, speaking. I've never actually seen that. I've and, heard it's really disturbing, though. It's, it is. It's, I want to see that. And Although you didn't give me a chance, Mark. Oh, yeah. You didn't give her a chance. You didn't give me a I'll, chance. I'll tell you what. If you name the actor who said it, I'll give you the points. I didn't know it was Clockwork Orange. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't give me a chance. Right, but do you know the actor? I'll give you the points if you know the actor. He's a puppet. No, he's not a puppet. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great in puppets, though? He's a... He's a <laughs> clockwork Orange with marionettes would work. <laughs> puppets wouldn't work. Marionettes would work in Clockwork Orange. That would probably be ten times creepier. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think, we have I think it's uh, McDowell. Was, is, it, was it Mc, McDowell? Is that his name? Malcolm. Malcolm? I'm be surprised. He's creepy. Yeah, no, Malcolm. Is that his name? I, I see his face and I can't place it. So that was uh, no points all the way around. Um, <laughs> all right. Here's the next one. All right. And that was supposed to be. Now, this one's for Jesse. And it goes on and on. <laughs> this is the last one. We need a tiebreaker. Here we go. Oh, there was more. No business bond, insecure junkyard motherfucker! <laughs> Beautiful. This one, uh, come on. This one's classic movie. And all you gotta know is it's a classic. Here we go. Jesse starting again. No business bond, insecure junkyard motherfucker! <laughs> Jesse? Um. <laughs> I'm also hearing my husband ridicule me. Yes. <laughs> I I would say he wasn't. Um, oh come on. He was ethnic. He yes yes. Right. Black um, actor. Danny yep. Glover. You can go with that. You ethnic. Well, ethnic could be anybody, but yeah, black actor. I'll go with that. Danny Glover. <laughs> nope. Damn it. Uh, the first letter. It's a one one word movie. No, it's not Brotherhood of Death. I would know that movie, Paul. <laughs> that was a great movie. It was no, it wasn't great. It was it's the trailer's amazing, but the movie sucked. Um classic, classic um uh yeah. urban film. Oh, even better. Yeah, along the same lines. Dolomite Dolomite! Did Chris say Dolomite? I did. Son of a bitch, we have a tiebreaker. <laughs> Dolomite. You said you said black man one word, and when she said shaft, I was like, it's all the other one I know. <laughs> I'm gonna pants you next time I see you at the studio. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know something? Here's a bonus for everybody here. 
Here's a bonus. This is just for the listeners. And you have to guess the movie and the actor and, for bonus, the character's name. Not this. Here we go. Fucking secretary. Fuck you. Yeah, that's my message to you. Fuck you and kiss my ass. Do you want that again? Yeah. All right. I think I know what it is, actually. Fuck you. Yeah, that's my message to you. Fuck you and kiss my ass. You an emotional fuck. <laughs> I don't know that one. Jesse? Is it Jack Lemmon? It's Jack Lemmon in the movie. How to succeed in business without... Uh... <laughs> Just stop. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> what, what? Like it hot. It's not some like it hot. No, it's not some like it hot. Lemon ever. It's Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. All right, older Jacqueline. Yes, and I'll tell you what, who wrote who wrote the original script? David Mamet. Yes, who doesn't like yeah. women at all. <laughs> he wrote a play. That's he, how I know what it was. He wrote a play. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that that has been the movie game, and by I see by our clock on the wall, our scores is Chris. Barely squeaking by against Jesse's two, and we played close to eleven, and now we're due for a break. <laughs> That's, but you, Chris, yeah, you have, you, you have that. So you, you've, you've, uh, you've scored big here. You've I'm glad big. you won because I hate to see a grown man weep when he was ill. <laughs> too late. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, and we will be right back after these very important messages. <laughs> I'm going to go take a quailer. One target of lexical contempt is the word irregardless. Irregardless first was used in dialectical American speech in the early 20th century. Irregardless has an easily discerned definition. It has a part of speech and an etymology. It is a series of speech sounds that symbolizes and communicates a meaning without being divisible into smaller units capable of independent use. It is by use and definition a word. Even we at Merriam-Webster, accused of being overly permissive descriptivists, warn that irregardless is non-standard. If you do use irregardless, prepare to be corrected and accused of ignorance. On the other hand, saying that irregardless is not a real word, in spite of all the evidence to the contrary, is just a different kind of ignorance. Hi, this is Bob Carney, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Enjoy. And we're back at Radio Irregardless with me, Mark Scalia. That was my good friend, Bob Carney, who is actually going to be back on the show. He's one of our, uh, one of our previous post uh post introduction shows one of our test shows and he's coming back for a uh for another round and maybe we'll play insult to injury with him because he's uh bob's kind of an asshole really uh <laughs> he's a sweetheart of a guy but he's vicious his facebook postings are just he just wants to hurt somebody at some point i don't know he's got a lot of anger he just bought a puppy so he, <laughs> he should really screen better for the pets um and speaking of screening um we are going to play i'm going to play a couple more clips uh from our wonderful uh comedians chris dimitrikopoulos and jesse body and this is uh again uh wonderful uh, it's here it is right here okay <laughs> keep pushing buttons without thinking about it so ladies and gentlemen relax and enjoy a little bit more comedy. Actually, I recently found out when my mom was six months pregnant with me, she fell off a deck. That <laughs> just fell off a deck. It wasn't her fault. She was hammered. I got ambushed on the way out by my daughter, who's in elementary school. Um, she found this picture. She was going through my pictures of me when I was pregnant. And she stops me at the door and she goes, how did I get in there? <laughs> and I said, I don't know, I was drunk. <laughs> now, I live here now because uh, my husband goes to college, he goes to Brandeis University. I knew it. You're all sitting there. I might, you know, you, when I went to college, when I went to college, he was six. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. You know it's time to hang it up when you open a fortune cookie and it says whore on the inside. So I, I folded. But I've waited a long time to find somebody. You know, 
waiting. I was waiting for something, you know, and as it turned out, it was for my husband to graduate from high school. Oh, wow. He's all right. He, well, the only thing that really pisses me off, and I, he drinks like a girl. <laughs> he drinks Long Island iced teas. <laughs> like the fake mustache, dude. <laughs> That is uh, Christy Mitrakopoulos and Jesse Batty uh, from the Comedy Studio. And joining me uh, live <clears throat> on uh, on my radio station, Radio Irregardless. Uh, it's um, it's actually getting close to that time. I wish we could play more games. I wish we could do more things. But uh, Jesse's got to go to bed. And Chris is... No, Chris has got to go to bed. And Jesse's got to get up. I don't even know how this works. <laughs> but... Um, but I really appreciate you guys being there. Um, since we've got uh, we've got a, a ton of people on right now, uh, we uh, we'd love to promote where you guys are going to be. Uh, Jesse, what do you? Uh, how can people get a hold of you? How can people see you? And what do you have coming up? 
I find stalking works. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to be at the Comedy Studio on October 24th at Kenry's Secret Menu doing um, the debate thing, I think. Oh, are they still doing that? Yeah, Kenny. Oh, my God. That was so much fun. <clears throat> He's in, not the great, yeah, the Secret Menu. It's a great show. Um, and also October 31st, November 1st, I think I'm at... Circa the Dead at the Oberon. That's Mama Bang Bang. And how could people uh, find you on Twitter, Facebook, website? Anything you want to probe? Anything Busy to... body. That's it. And body, B-A-A-D-E. And Dimitrikopoulos will... You're on your own, fuckface. I don't know what to say on that one. Go, go to my Facebook and he's friends on it. Yeah, that's the way to do it. It's Chris uh, Dimitrikopoulos. And it's, it's actually, it's not that hard. It sounds like it's spelled. It just looks intimidating, but if you split it up into two last names, Dimitra and then Kopoulos, it's not hard. It's, no, it's not that hard. And Chris, tell the listeners uh, where they can find you and any upcoming uh, performances you have. Where are you going to be? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris O B C T. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's my rap name. O B C T. O B C T. Okay. Yeah. Does it stand for? You get it? Obesity. <laughs> no, I didn't get it. But yeah. then again, you didn't know what a fucking scruffy nerve herder was, so I don't take that much offense. <laughs> Nerf. That's very clever. Yeah. <laughs> so, so at Chris OBCT, find me on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash CTB Tricopolis. That's D to the I to the M to the I to the E to the R to the A to the K to the O to the P to the O to the U to the L to the O to the S. Play that back. Yeah. <laughs> People are going to be like, I don't have a pen. I can't. My pen ran out of egg halfway down right through your name. And then uh, you can come see me October 4th at the LOL Comedy They're calling Lounge. now. They are calling now. They're calling, they're calling my house right now. They're calling now. So the answer machine will get it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you again, uh, Jesse and Chris, for jumping. Oh, Chris, did I interrupt you? I'm sorry. Did I get you? And then October 19th, I'm opening for Justin McKinney at the Palace Theater Ooh. in Manchester. Oh, yeah, Mr. McKinney. Ooh. Really excited for that. You tell Justin shave that... Uh, cat leg off his face next time I see him. Oh, yeah. Have Actually, seen that the handlebar mustache? Here's, here's my quick Justin McKinney story. Him and I were doing a gig. I was closing a show. I'm bragging. I was closing a show in Nashua, bragging again. And he had just, because he lives in the area, he was hanging out. You know, Justin, he's like popping and stay. Even though he's got all this stuff, he still pops around. He works all kinds of material. He comes up to me and goes, I owe you a punch in the face. And I went, for what? He goes, because... <laughs> Because 18 years ago, you should have told me to stop doing this shit, and I'm still doing it. <laughs> he goes, I could have been a retired law enforcement officer and making tons of money on a pension, but now I'm telling jokes with you in Nashua. <laughs> and I said, dude, I'm closing a room in Nashua. You're just on it. <laughs> That's, oh, That's my Justin McKinney oh, story. burnt him. Yeah, but I love Justin. So okay, so you can so you guys hopefully, and if you guys uh, um, you want guys play back, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you can be friends with uh, Jesse and Chris. Um, my Facebook is uh, Mark Scalia on Facebook, um, and I'm also at Mark at MarkScalia.com. And definitely, if you want to be on the show, if you want to be if you want to be a guest, if you want to be a sponsor, if you want to do a promo, anything you want, even if you want to promote your own stuff, I am fine with. It's, Oprah's not pregnant. What? It's Oprah. She's, I don't know what Paul's writing. He's just writing stuff at this point. Um, if you want to be on the show, be a guest or do a promotion or be a sponsor, whatever you like, um, I'd love to, uh, hear from you guys. And you can, um, you can email me at radioirregardless at gmail.com or like I said, mark at markscalia.com. And please, uh, thank you guys, our, our guests on Mixler and listening through my website, markscalia.com. Um, our next show is coming up in two weeks, October 9th, getting deep into 
fall. And like I said uh, a couple of weeks ago, I'm trying to get the show um, maybe going once uh, once every Wednesday. Um, every other Wednesday, some people are like, oh, did I miss it? Is it here? But no, we're going to be on in two weeks, <clears throat> October 9th, uh, right here on uh, the way you listen to this way is the way you're going to listen to next next time. So again, I'd like to thank uh, both my guests, Jesse Body and Chris Dimitrikopoulos, and everybody, all my listeners and all that stuff. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, I, I suggest that you keep listening because the show hopefully is just going to get better and funnier and happier. More games, more promos, more things. And as I said before, you guys inspire me to keep doing what I do. And uh, I, I can only do it if you listen. I mean, I'm going to do it anyway, but, you know, uh, it, it helps when other people are there, too. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks so much. This has been Radio Air Regardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of their respective listening and regardless enjoy. Radio Air Regardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Air Regardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2013. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the term irregardless shall be sent to a work camp.